Hi, I'm the award-winning author of the 2022 best-selling novel, Love in the Time of Corona, Condé Nasty. And I'm an attorney representing the estate of Gabriel Garcia Marquez, here to present you with this cease and desist letter and this pointedly arched eyebrow. I'm Ursula the Seabitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how you doing? Surprisingly okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't like having to go outside, and now I have an excuse that's not antisocial. Indeed, indeed. Your, I feel like your, uh, your comedic tone as of late has been particularly dark, and I like that now you're like, hey, times are dark, so I'm gonna, you know, spruce it up. Um, by the way, I am loving this look you're wearing. I did not know they made couture slankets. It's very bunker chic. Yeah, eight eight arms all in the front. It's very comfortable. I bet. <laughs> um, so this was a super jam-packed episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. So we should get right to it. And with that, let's bring in our guest. She's survived multiple apocalyptic scenarios in the past, and she's going to make it through this one too. Please welcome the fourth chair of Reading Drag Race, Buffy Cummers. Yay! Yay! Oh, bitch, I love you so, so much. And I, you're truly one of my favorite people in the world. I am so happy. I'm happier than Leslie Jones that you are here to discuss this episode of Drag Race. That's very happy. (laughs) It's very happy. Thank you so much for coming. So what are you thinking of this season so far? I'm loving the season so far, but this episode really pissed me off. I did not agree with the bottom two, and I did not agree... I, I love Rock, and I want I want her here, so I'm bummed. Oh, the yes. So, we'll get into this episode. I know, yeah, I know. This yeah. this season, I'm, I myself am loving. I know you listen to the podcast, and I have been effusive. Like, I'm not trying to be a bitch when I say this, but, like, we've already seen so much talent this season than we saw in All-Stars 4. Like, these girls came to play. They are really talented. They are not legacy yep. queens. There is, like, these are girls who came up with Drag Race and then tried to do better than Drag Race. Like, it is such a stacked season, and the judges are trying to judge the queens for the drag they're doing more than anything else for the first time. And so I feel like... Yeah, that's nice. I can't predict it. And it's so good. I fucking love this season. But yeah, I agree, uh, Buffy, with your disagreements. I have a lot of feelings uh, about yeah. about uh, Ooh, I'm excited this episode. But we'll we're get all there. on the same yeah. page with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I had not a feeling like... we would be, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've got monologues, honey. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So then let's get. I think we're all hungry to get into this episode then, so let's do that. Um, did you guys have any thoughts on the ent- re-entry in the workroom or the mirror message or anything? It was pretty standard to me. Yeah, they, they seemed a little more somber than usual. because Maybe it's because it's the third episode in and now, but and now the, the first, first one out. Yeah. So they've gotten to know each other a little better, and maybe that makes it sting a little more, or at least shake you a little more. Because, you know, like like we said, and like I was forced to grudgingly admit under torture last time, Dahlia is a good queen. She's just surrounded by some great queens of the season. So it wasn't even like one of those, you know, Magnolia Crawford, you, you know, accidentally sliced her way out of the competition with the bridge of her nose. Uh, a good, a solid queen went home first and not inappropriately, but, you know, is what it is. 
like truly Corona is fucking with my mind. I'm like, what is Magnolia up to right now? I have to know. <laughs> she quit drag. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I did know that. Uh, yeah, no, I like that Dahlia responded to my shady comment on Instagram. I was like, don't you know you're too famous for this? Um, anyways, uh... Yeah, so the mini challenge is bee-themed. I thought it was an odd premise and a weird bit of fun. What did you guys think of the mini challenge? I loved it because it was stupid and nakedly so. There was there was no attempt to really um, paper over anything. There was it was it was as irrational as asking uh, Jada and Widow to rank their uh, rank their contestants sight unseen. It's it's a dumb thing to do, but it was delightfully dumb, and everyone had a good time. Totally. Yeah, I particularly liked um, Jackie's quick drag, because, and maybe she just used her own wig, but it felt like of a piece with the rest of her drag, and I would like, points for making your quick drag look like your full drag. I appreciate that attention to detail. There was a lot of variance in terms of how busted or composed the girls looked. I was yes. super impressed with what Crystal Method was able to do with her makeup in that short period of time. Like, totally. Yeah, she looks great. I love a quick drag moment. It was like, you know, good message. We need bees, you know, <laughs> like it was yeah. silly. It was fun. It was entertaining. Good dancing. I mean, fucking Gigi doing that backflip in those boots. Yeah, I've got to say Gigi doing that backflip, her first lip sync I feel like the fact that she was able to do that backflip and then get on the ground and twerk, I was like, oh, that first lip sync, that awkward, stiff old man comedic routine, that was a choice. It was a bit. Yeah. I, I, well, I like, think it was like, also because of the outfit, per spe- you're right. specifically. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But, I, but I, I'm going to say that I was pleased to see that she could do, she at least had a couple moves in her arsenal. And, yeah. And I was she absolutely did. And that was a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Nikki's yeah. face was um, gorgeous, unsurprisingly, but... Dear God, you had yeah. 20 minutes. It takes me hours to look like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say on Gigi, I am slowly falling in love with Gigi good. Like, I like her so much. I feel like Rue loves a pretty fashion editorial queen. She really knows garment construction, and she does look like a, like a model size. Like, the whole thing. But she's also very, like, Rue, for all of Rue's superficial preferences, Gigi's, like, a good contender. But she's yeah. also very smart yes. and very likable. I feel like yes. the people who like a cerebral yeah. queen will like her, too. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say I feel like a high potential top four. Yeah. Um, I, I love a look queen. I'm not one of those people who is just like, ew, fuck you, for, like, serving looks all the time. Um, but... You need to be a look queen that does your homework. I need to, sh- I need to, you need to show me that like, this is your expertise, you know? And when you're like talking about designers and talking about shit that I know fucking nothing about, you know, I'm like, you're an authority on this. And I appreciate that. Like, yeah, and no, she does totally. all that. And so she does all of that. Like, yeah. Better than even Violet Chachki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this a good point to discuss uh, the, the pro-environment message of the episode countered by the news that RuPaul apparently has a fracking empire. Has it, he does did not I have hear a about this? Empire. He <laughs> leases he leases his land to oil companies that probably then frack for oil. He does not have a fracking empire. He is a land owner, but it's not. It's also like you're doing an environmental message, and you're you own like. Several thousand acres of land in Wyoming, is it? 
and you lease it to oil companies to do fracking. So your environmentalist message feels hollow. I'm going to say, I'm going to say hollow uh, PR stunt. Uh... (laughs) Give it to me. Give it to me, Quinn. (laughs) End of list. I don't know. I had nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. No, I thought that I do think that that is funny and ironic that that came up. So yeah. Woof and dark and sad. It's just another reminder for me that RuPaul is very much of her generation. It's like, it's just not something like you would lease the mineral rights to the huge swath of land you own in the American mountain West. You just do that. That's part of the value of the land. And it wouldn't occur to her that it's like one tiny piece in a broader socio ecological problem. And it's just, you just got to breathe through and be like, RuPaul does not view the world the same way people who are our age now or younger view it. And while critique, critique is good, critique is healthy, I think some people did get their panties a little, like one whole rotation more twisted than they needed to just because it's like, prioritize where you want to spend your your outrage this week, especially this week. So. Well, especially this week, yeah. But under normal circumstances, I think it's fine to hold people accountable. Oh, totally, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she's of a mindset. She was she's a she's forever been a hustler, and she continues to have that mindset. So yeah, she can. I think totally. she can get a little tunnel vision where like I got mine is her number one goal. Yeah. And uh, you know, now that she has hers, maybe that could change a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I agree with that. Um, I feel like uh, oh god, what is her name? I the gays are gonna kill me. Um, deceased. Oh, Joan Rivers. I feel like Joan Rivers in her contract negotiations with people who worked for her at E sort of infamously, like she had to work so hard for everything she had that she kind of became a shark to the point that she was ruthless and really hard and not giving like long-term contracts to the comedy writers who were writing for her with all the stuff she had going on towards the end of her life. And a lot of people were like, she had, she had such an admirable young life, but then she was like the worst monster to work for by the end. Um, yeah, it's kind of that sort of scenario. Like I think it's yeah, yeah it's like a hazing vision. ritual, and yeah. they can't they can't um, turn it off. Uh, yeah, I get that. Anyways, that was that took a turn. Uh, um, <laughs> it really did. That was like seriously derailed real fast. <laughs> yeah, please edit that out. Um, okay, so <laughs> so we're in the workroom. Um, I like that this is such a stacked season with such diverse, talented queens, but they are pretty early on. They're just they're both they're all taking the competition seriously but also having a lot of fun goofing around together in the workroom um i like that so many of these queens seem close already yeah um i like that nikki is being super playful the french do love jerry lewis um i had a good time with that any thoughts on the workroom stuff we had a minimum of but i don't sew i think heidi was the only one to even say i've only sewed one garment and we'll get to in the looks but that sewing inexperience didn't show. Did well, not show. Yeah, she, I agree. I, I want uh, like I'm starting to wonder if they all now know how to sew and it's all just an act, like uh, just to ratchet down. I mean, I would definitely play the like lower expectations game. Yeah, like that's like I don't know if you guys are getting this from Jackie, but I'm getting a little bit of like cracker where like. I know you're probably funny, but I'm not really seeing it all that much on the show. And I think that, like, if I were to be a comedy queen, which I definitely am not, 
I, like announcing that you're a comedy queen is is bad. It's you're gonna yeah. you're gonna fail in all comedy challenges. It's like it basically only works for worked for Bianca. Uh, yes, Trixie was a cautionary tale. They like attacked yeah. her for her makeup. Like in scenes where you're not even supposed to be talking, we need you to be quipping like Lady Bunny or you're out. They were totally unreasonable exactly. with her. So. But like, if you're a kooky queen and like you're just like a little more amorphous in your in your uh, yeah. I don't know vibe or what kind of queen you are, then like you can just be like, oh my god, they they were good at that. They're good at that too. Holy shit, you know. So yes. it, it behooves them to not define themselves too much too quickly. Well, also there, there are so many different kinds of comedy, and be funny when I tell you to be funny is only one of them. Like I yes. bet Jackie's live mm-hmm. show is a fucking carefully crafted riot. Yes. Um, but it, it's one of those, like, it's like you see a pretty person and you tell them to be a model. You see a funny person, you tell them to be a comedian. The thing people don't get about those industries is you have to be those things even when you don't feel like it. It's like, like when a civilian goes to a party and is funny, they chose to go to the party. They choose to stay at the party so they can be funny when they feel like it. And they can be extraordinarily totally. funny. That doesn't mean they're suited to the world of you have to tell this joke for the hundredth time this month. Yeah. And still sound mm-hmm. like it's the first time, and you've gotten two hours of sleep, and all of those th- like, and that's the yeah. So I think the the comedy queen really runs into trouble because they're expected to be perfectly responsive to every situation in the worst possible environment to nurture creativity. Yes, and I think that Jackie is. I think Jackie thinks of herself as a comedy queen and knows she's a very funny, pithy person and like loves doing and being that. But I also think she's smart enough to know. I'm never going to call myself that in front of any of these fucking cameras because I'm not an idiot. Like, yeah, yeah I've watched yeah. this show. Um, so one of the things in the workroom that I found interesting was the conversation with Nikki and Rockham on Asian queens and perceptions of masculinity or femininity amongst yeah. Asian men in larger culture and especially in queer culture. Um, it reminded me of the first time I ever did drag, um, which was... The year before I was in grad school and there was like a fundraising amateur drag competition that there was every year. And a good friend of mine, he, who is a tall, very lean, beautiful Asian man, what was the like was in just the most busted shake and go wig drag. But I think because he looks like long and lean like runway models we see in advertisements he was voted by the crowd as fishiest queen. And I was like infuriated. And right there, me and a friend who was also good friends with this guy, nothing against him. were like both visibly upset and we're like, that's it. And I declared next year I'm entering as Adele as like an overweight, hairy white guy. And I'm going to win fishiest queen. And he was like, I'm and entering as Beyonce. <laughs> And he was like, I'm entering as Beyonce and I'm going to win top performance. And like, what's crazy is I didn't him and ha, should I do drag? Should I not? I was so upset at this like travesty of a win that it wasn't even a decision. I was like, I'm doing it. And both of us (laughs) showed up that next year dressed as Adele and Beyonce and won those respective rewards that we like declared that day we would do. Because it bothered me so much. 
I did not know that side of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I was there that night, the night you won. I was cheering you on. I did not know that that was the motivator. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was. What's crazy is normally with me, I'd him and ha and talk myself out of it or be ambivalent and not do it. I was so upset. It wasn't even like a maybe I'll do it. It was like, no, I am doing this. I have to like remedy this. That's so funny. Um, But it was like, that was a really. That was a great mirror moment for Rock. I like I, I like Jan like you know like clutched her pearls at the thought of of someone saying, you know, saying these these things to Rock. Um and I kind of did too as a viewer. It just it's bullshit. Um and I loved Rock's response. Yes. Like I loved like the origin story of Rock's makeup. Like, like you know, kind of like Trixie's where or Trixie's name, you know, like out yeah. of something shitty comes something that you own and uh yeah. make your own. I really, lo- I gotta say, of all the, you know, teary confessional backstories at the mirror, this was one of the most effective because it felt relevant and not just trotted out to be like, and my dog has lymphoma, like where it's like, it wasn't just a sob story. It felt like a, it was like a real thing relevant totally. to this moment. And I felt so when she said, and then I started doing bigger makeup and then they said, oh, well, you look like Trixie or Kim Chi. And it's like, oh, that, that feeling like it put Rockham's insecurity, which can normally be just be really annoying wherever it comes from, but it really did put it in context of like, this this bitch can't lose for winning, no matter how, she, if she does simple makeup, it'll be like, oh, well, you're coasting on on what society, Western society says is a naturally feminized face. And if you do big dramatic makeup, you're just impersonating someone else who does big dramatic makeup. That would give a girl a complex. <laughs> totally. I agree. I agree. And I feel like she's doing her makeup in a way that is different. And is more specific to more specific anime references. Yeah. Um, that girl down the street is the Kramer of my apartment complex and has popped over to monologue about what Rockham is doing and what references she's pulling from. I may be interjecting a five minute monologue from that girl at the end of this episode at, <laughs> that is like uh, in defense of everything brilliant that uh, Rockham is doing because Rockham is not. Rockham is not I'm doing drag that is inspired by cosplay. Rockham is do actively doing what is both drag and cosplay. And I love it. Um, but we will get more into that as we get into the main runway and uh, the critiques. Now let's hear a word from our sponsors. Isolated at home? Desperate for human contact but afraid of risking the other side of your front door? Wondering if you still remember the scent of a man? Distant Daddy Deliveries is here to help. Once a week, we'll send a handsome silver fox to your home who will maintain six feet of physical distance and a world of emotional distance, just like your real father. Do you find you miss the feeling of never being good enough? Do you ache for disapproving silence? Have you finally given in to the fact that you'll only ever love men who will never love you back? Distant Daddy Deliveries is here for you. And Reading Drag Race has a special offer code just for you. Go to the website and enter the code FREUDIAN for all your disapproving father figure needs. And for those of you looking for the opposite experience, we'll be setting up our other service where we send you an oversharing mother with no boundaries, whose well-intentioned support still sometimes feels oppressive like a weighted blanket, next week. All right, and we're back. Let's get into it. Uh, So Leslie Jones, she brought all the Joel McHale sports fan enthusiasm, but she meant it. I was so excited to see her. uh, dressed up in her Diana Ross drag, show up as the sole guest judge. I'm not a big Twitter person, but I know that her Twitter feed 
during the episodes of Drag Race is like iconic. Her live feeding herself going fucking nuts. I was so excited to see her here. What did you guys? What did you guys think of have Leslie having Leslie Jones here? What a great point. That is so such a good comparison to Joel McHale. Uh, I I'm watching Project Runway and Leslie Jones was on the season of Project Runway and she was just as charming if not more so on her as her as a guest judge on project runway so i was very excited to see her i'm also just i just fucking love her um she killed it she like had great advice she was entertaining she was giddy it was just delightful huge fan it was delightful yeah her joy was infectious she was so happy to be there and was so into it and was so herself because it wasn't like it wasn't like it's not like joel McHale's a shouty comic the rest of the time he was acting like a dick when that's kind of not his brand his brand is a much drier wry sardonic humor so it was very out of character leslie jones on that stage was exactly who she is on her couch yeah i think joel McHale thought being like comically heteronormative in that environment would read as funny as opposed to a really strong microaggression whereas leslie jones is like a very athletic woman who grew up playing sports and watches a lot of professional sports and also fucking loves Drag Race with even more enthusiasm and showed up and was just as like, I am fucking living my best life to be here. I'm going to scream. I'm going to comment. I have real critiques. Like, this is like the happiest day of my life energy. I, her it was so infectious. Was amazing. Oh yeah. my God. I She looked her hair. fantastic. Ugh. Yeah. The no, Diana phenomenal. Ross reference is obviously well chosen. Just uh, everything. Uh. Completely, completely. Um, what did you guys think of Rue's look? I loved it. I did not love the hair. I'm not always a huge fan of like a a big loaf hair moment. I fucking love that dress. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm not saying this the best or the most high fashion or conceptual or whatever, but I love that kind of futuristic, asymmetrical 80s look and like that color that's like, is it pink? Is it purple? Is it exactly the middle ground but metallic? Is like one of my favorite things in the world. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, I will not argue with anybody that this is one of Rue's best looks ever. I know it isn't. Is it one of my favorites she's ever worn? Absolutely. And I agree with you with the hair, but I actually thought it worked with this look. It like gave a right kind of... 80s gem in the holograms cartoon vibe to it to me yeah that it worked yeah. being oversized yeah <laughs> like yeah it, 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 i it love buffy like... Cummers look on her face which is like well you're wrong <laughs> no it, it wasn't one of my top 10 but it was you know she since uk she has stepped stepped it up and i think this dress is in line with that general increase in quality uh since the end of season 11 I agree with Ursula that, like, UK in this season, she's really stepping out of, like, her wheelhouse in terms of silhouettes and really mixing it up even more, I guess, is what I'd say. Um, yeah. Well, who is it that said something about her legs and then ever since then she's been wearing micro Ivy like... Or Blue, I'm sorry, Blue Hydrangea made a joke <laughs> about, like, always just wearing, like, a, a ball-length gown. And Rue looked like, come again, bitch. And that day, <laughs> the next runway, she wore a short look that you could tell. Like, because normally, at least in the color palette, she's doing something that is somehow adjacent to the runway if she can. And it was just like a general red, white, and blue look, but it was like really short. And she looked like 
fierce and fishy as fuck in it. And I was like, that was not the dress that you were scheduled to wear today. But, like, way to go. Checkmate, blue hydrangea, <laughs> bitch. That was perfect. I loved it. Um, okay. So, I fucking love an early ball. I love an early ball with this many looks. We have 36 fucking looks to get through. I am so fucking excited. Um, I'm going to just try to talk. I'll, I'll queue up each category and give you guys my thoughts and then ask your thoughts because I do not want to, to go through all 36 looks and bore the fuck out of our listeners. But um, so runway category one, Lady Ballers. Um, Crystal Method, I was super impressed with how she was able to find a middle ground with her makeup that looked both like Crystal Method and kind of like normal drag makeup that was well-proportioned to her face. Again, I think Crystal Method is doing her own... She's like... Marches to the beat of her own drum, but I feel like everything she does, she does at an A-plus level, and I'm very impressed with her. I fucking loved her Bowler Realness runway. It had a touch of grease. The glitteriness was amazing. It was such a smart, fun, campy choice. I loved it. It was shaped very well. Like, it was shaped really very well. Perfectly. Because, yeah, that's one of those looks. Like uh, Jada's look did this for me, too, where it's like she's wearing a, you know, she's wearing a basketball uniform and something that loose on a man's body could come off not Manage. feminine. Yeah. But she balanced it perfectly like her head is so gorgeous that even to the extent that it's like her lanky body with the shoulders for days she looks like a WNBA player like she nailed it uh, just uh perfect. yeah yeah no for sure um I loved that Jan's soccer ball look gave me Cruella DeVille during her time at the soccer team on Vassar at Vassar um <laughs> it was funny it wasn't like a favorite look of mine but I thought it was like a fun take it would have been a favorite of mine if she didn't have the soccer ball. Like if she had just like, if she had just like strutted and just fucking sold that look, it would have been a favorite of mine. I love the fucking knee pad. Uh, like, yeah, like, yeah. Sh- yeah. Shin guard moment. Uh, like I fucking loved it. And then she has this like cumbersome ball and she's like kind of bragging about how she's like a soccer player. And then she like sucked at it. Like, it was just awkward. I think it's, I think she doesn't play in heels. I agree with you, though. She didn't work the runway at all. Oh, you think she doesn't play in heels? That's so weird. I had no idea. Uh (laughs) But no, I I thought the same thing. You know what it felt like? It feels like when someone does their stunt on the runway, like someone's like a juggler, so they juggle and it doesn't connect. But here it is. And I'm like, yeah, this is so forced. Just, just. You're clearly a soccer ball. Yes. You don't need a soccer ball on top of it. And as you both pointed out accurately, you don't dribble in heels. So it looked it looked weirdly clunky. And it meant she never took like a full step. It was yeah, really no. Weird. It, it meant she couldn't it perform the runway. I agree with you. I fucking loved Nikki's quarterback look. It was like <gasps> Lady Gaga or Robin did like yep. a quarterback yeah. inspired look. I, it was, it was fucking drag. I... Fucking loved that look. Everything about it was perfect to me. The choice of the, the like, I don't even know what she put around her eyes. That glittery situation oh, yeah. that looked like oversized then, like, mascara. But also, yeah. Oh my God. I fucking loved it. What did you guys think? Agreed. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things. It looks great from a distance. It looks great up close. The detail was, th- like, it's one of those... It te- it's one of those, in a way, it is just technically a spangled bodysuit, but there's so much depth to the craft that you it doesn't read 
as having phoned it in at all. Yeah, obviously. What did you guys think of Rockham spinning that ball? I loved it. I fucking loved it. It I thought it was drag. It was camp. It was goofy. It was silly. I fucking loved it. If she were wearing something not a bodysuit and were better padded in her hips, her hips looked like she has dysplasia. This, like she yeah, has... the squareness of her hips really showed in her second look even more than her yeah. first, and that was yeah. a problem. I will absolutely agree with that. Um, I thought she performed the spinning of the ball so perfectly that to me, like all of the other issues with the look, it's like here's didn't the thing: matter. she made it work. It didn't matter. She fucking made it work. It was it was totally engaging. She obviously has done it before. Like the comedy of it, she had perfectly down. I was very yeah. impressed. Me too. Um, so, so, Ursula, what look did you hate? Aiden's League of Their Own look. And they like this, and I don't know why, because one, she didn't change her makeup at all to make it work with the look. She, the only thing in this look that makes it read as Lady Baseball Player is the logo for the Women's Baseball League stitched on the chest and the wig she chose. The skirt, that dress, is nothing. It is a hospital smock. Yeah. She could have at least styled the skirt, like... Do we all remember one of the foundational movies about female friendships of our childhoods, A League of Their Own, and the effervescent Gina Davis? The skirt had both a lining and a little kick to it. It moved when they moved. Like, there is nothing about this look that looks like the uniform of that player that she's referencing, and they fell out for reasons I don't understand. Yeah, I, I love the that movie and the reference. Yeah. Yeah, I love the callback, so that, like, was distracting and made me happy, but, like... On a closer look, it it just I don't know. It just doesn't. It's feel, nothing. It's yeah. nothing. And also, and this is this this is just I think going to be a common theme for her. I want her to be a little draggier. I want like yeah. her to like cinch her waist a little better, have a little more shape. Um, I liked the leather harness. I thought that that was kind of fun, but eh. Yeah, like no. the skirt is practically unfinished. It just drives me crazy. And I agree about shaping. It's a it's a critique I'm saving up for her final runway look. And she only has one face. She has yet to paint any kind of different face at all. Um. So Buffy, was there anything else from this runway you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Um. To, so I I'm pretty sure that Heidi came out right after Jan did, and like Jan looked fierce, but like you know didn't sell it with the soccer ball and then Heidi comes out and her outfit is like kind of basic. It's nothing all that spectacular, but she fucking sold it. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was goofy. Completely. Totally. I agree with you at 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the sweater vest should have been a little better fitted. It's kind of mushing up her shape at her waist, but that's a comparatively small complaint. She knew like, how to as... sell what she was doing. She knew how oh, to yeah, sell. Oh, yeah, totally. She's a performer. Totally. And, like, that's... I, I mean, I, her drag is not... I mean, there's going to be a lot of... She could have taken that in more with Heidi. But, <laughs> like, she's a good entertainer. Um, Anything else from either of you? Or do we want to move on to the rest one? Yeah, this this was uh, Basketballer's Wives. He owns yes. everything. Uh, okay. That, that so, joke is still so good. It is. Um... <laughs> So I've got to say, I was truly impressed with the diverse plethora of archetypes these girls came up with for this challenge. And all of them fit for me. Um, I liked Jan's glittery tracksuit because I thought it was an interesting putting rhinestones on like a real girl moment, which I think is a lot of her drag. And then obviously like Gigi, Nikki, 
Jada really fucking killed it. They were like, I thought everybody did at least good, if not great in this challenge. And those three were next level. What did you guys think? I love, I really liked Nikki's, but I do have a bit of a pet peeve when people have a trench coat and they don't open it and show me something else. No reveals the new reveal, girl. It doesn't have to be like some huge reveal, you know, like I, like doves don't have to fly out, but it just like, I don't know. I It, it, it bugs me. Or butterflies. Um, yeah. Are you talking about Nikki <laughs> yeah. or are you talking about Gigi? I'm talking about Gigi's. Sorry. Did I say Nikki? My bad. Yeah, you said Nikki. My bad. Yeah. Um, it's okay. We've all been drinking since dawn. It's, we're fine. <laughs> so that I liked, I liked Gigi's, but that, that's a critique of mine. Um, I loved Jada's except it looked like she got shot in the gut and was like, just spewing, like spilling her guts because <laughs> of that weird jewel <laughs> in the center. Oh yeah. I, I see it now, but I, I did love J- Jada's look because it did look very much like, like uh, a, a real housewife oh, yeah. of Atlanta. We know this woman. And... She nailed it. She oh, totally. It. I feel like literally all of them are a female type that I know from reality TV or the real world. Like, including like both Gigi and Nikki's. Like, these girls are at Paris Fashion Week for fucking real. These are like the classiest of the bla- of the basketball wives, and I. I fucking lived for it. The only one that I'm like, eh, maybe not, was Aiden's, which Aiden's, felt I a hated little. It. I hated um, it. Tell tell me about it. What, like, why do you have one shopping bag if you're like, you know, like, if you're gonna be drag and make a joke about it, it should be fucking hilarious and just like I don't know. You have like eight thousand shopping bags. It's like not even marked. It's like some. Ugh. Again, her shape is bullshit. She needs like huge tits. She needs huge hips. I do love the leopard. I love like the vibe that she's going for. It's just that she's not there. It's just not the joke isn't there. Okay. Uh Hersla, what about you? What any other thoughts on this runway? Who'd you love? Who'd you hate? I mean, I, I fell out for Jada, obviously. I, I agree with everything everyone said about Gigi and and Nikki. I like Crystal Method. I think Crystal Method did what Aiden was trying to do and be like the white trash woman who accidentally married someone who became very rich before they were rich. And, you know, like, like Crystal actually landed rich white trash uh, in a way that Aiden was trying to go for and didn't. Uh, and I and I agree again. She did her makeup in a way that served the look, looks like Crystal Method, but was not the full blast of it that we were getting in the premiere but yeah that's about it yeah everyone uh, Britta's felt like she's trying to like you're trying to reference kim kardashian but it just it i'm didn't work. so glad you got to Britta. yeah i forgot yeah it wasn't an iconic enough moment so none of us really remember it oh i she knew she looked the most basic and underwhelming she was the least impressive i forgot because i have a whole separate fucking page-long monologue on my issues with Britta filter elsewhere in my notes but yeah i was she, I, she was the most underwhelming, and she thought it was iconic. It was real bad. I, I really hated it. Um, and I don't think we talked about Britta's first look, which I actually really did like. I thought her shape was great. I think that that's like kind of all that she is good at so far. Are <laughs> showing me that she's good at is is padding. Um, and great. That's that's awesome. I'm glad that you're great at that. But uh, I didn't understand like the the gum gag like that was confusing yeah i was about to say 
What did you think she pulled out of her gum. mouth? Because I th- was it supposed to be stuffing for the baseball? Was it supposed to be a jock strap for a second? No, like, it was it you- was a toy soft stuffed baseball that she pulled out of her mouth as though she was like a kid pulling gum out of their mouth on a baseball field, but it was actually a baseball. Uh, yeah, and they did. did the camera did pause all. enough to see it fully. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I okay. was scratching my head the whole the whole runway. I thought it was stupid, but I got what she was doing. I got that. Yeah, I got that it was supposed to be gum, but it was just too confusing to, which made it distracting. Anything else on this runway? We will. We're gonna believe me. We're gonna get into <laughs> details on Britta. We haven't talked at all about Aiden. this season yet. So, and it, it seems like we're on the same page in a lot of ways. I thought we would at the top, and then it was like both of you were really like, I have so many opinions on this episode. <laughs> so we're just like getting into the episode. We'll, we'll skewer some people by the end, I promise. <laughs> it wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't. <laughs> so, all right, so let's move on to the third category. The uh, the one where they constructed their garments themselves. Balls to the wall, eleganza. Uh, I thought Jada looked like a rich white woman taking a bath. I did not expect that look to come together when they were doing the workroom, but yeah, she fucking sold yeah. it and I loved it. And she's also like gorgeous enough to like sell something like that. Totally. And I liked Crystal Method's like Mexican inspired look. I thought it was an interesting perspective to take. And I like that she was like, I want to show my Mexican heritage. And she did it in a way that actually came together with a cohesive look. I stand by my take on Crystal Method. I don't think I'm necessarily her target audience, but, and I think she marches to the beat of her own drum, which I fully respect, but I feel like everything she does, I get her intention and she does it in A+. I'm very impressed with her. I really um, liked her so, her yeah. final look too, Crystal's. Um, I also, yeah. I also really liked just, I, I, one that didn't get attention. I liked Widows. I, I loved the, the color story. I thought her makeup was gorgeous. Um, I, I was a fan of it. I, I read his balls, which, you know, I think that was part of the challenge. Um, I will say this is going to be a, a continued theme. I hate all of her shoes. I hate them all. Like. Whose shoes? Uh, Widows. Okay. Yeah, uh, what what was with the shoe choice? There was no... All of her shoes are crap. Whenever I go to a fabric store, I know what I want, and I go to that section immediately. I It's been a very long time since I've walked into a fabric store and have been like, I'm going to wander the halls. But, like, we live in the future, and these are days where suddenly there's a new type of fabric or texture or thickness that's breathable or flexible in a different way or whatever. I look at Widow's clothes and I'm like, where the fuck are you getting this fabric? Like this incredibly thick structured fabric that is not stuff people normally make clothing out of, A. And B, a plus size girl, a plus size girl who is inclined to sweat in an air conditioned room in that kind of fabric, like she's always dewy on the runway. She must be sweating bullets. Like, I... That's true. I, I did know. think I her like, neoprene look I was I like Widow though. overall. It was. It was. I like Widow. I am really like, what? Where is this fabric wall? Like, I after, you know, th- this this quarantine, I feel like I'm going to go to a jo- Joanne Fabrics and, like, try to figure it out because it <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, she wasn't, like, my favorite so, yeah, by any so, means, but, like, it, it, I don't know, just someone that, like, I still wanted to comment on because I, I really did enjoy it. Um, yeah, 
Um, what else? What else did you like or not like, Buffy? Uh, obviously, I thought Gigi's. I really like Gigi's. Um, oh God, we didn't. I didn't even mention how much I fucking loved uh, Gigi's first one with Heather's. That Heather's callback. It was fucking flawless. Um, um, Heidi's third look. Uh, I really. I love those chaps. Like those are fucking cool. The rest of the outfit, I don't really care. I don't like or dislike. But those chaps are fucking cool. I agree. Yeah, with I don't that understand entirely. Heidi's outfit at all, but it is immaculately constructed, which makes me think her sewing thing was a was a was a front. Agreed. I liked okay, I liked Gigi's ball look, but part of me is still like, well, you just glued balls to a dress, but I get that the color palette is very specific, the arrangement feels very thoughtful, and the underlying garment is a fucking dream. She she turned out like a Which voluminous but sculpted and shapely undergarment. Like it, if it had been anything other than a ball challenge, uh, the, the the ball ball challenge, and she just walked out in that white dress she made, they would have they still would have died. Yeah. It's an amazing supportive garment. So I get it, but I'm still stuck in this place of you did just glue things to things, but literally everyone did that. The challenge, I get it, but I'm. <laughs> I disagree yeah. with that summation of it entirely. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this, you're wrong. Um, this is a construct your own garment challenge where many of these girls show up and are like, I've got a hot glue gun, no knowledge of what I'm doing, maybe one pattern, and Jesus. And Gigi Good, 21-year-old drag daughter of a costume designer, showed up with numerous patterns, constructed a very tailored to her body, like specific and hard to execute garment, and then made the conscious choice to glue items. Like I, glue is the best option if you are going to use this item. It is a ball challenge. She thought that she could do something that looked high end. Sewing these onto the garment would not do her any better. She, she everybody else was like, I'm hot gluing plastic and hoping. She was like, I am constructing a garment and then I'm going to glue to accessorize. I think your summation was so reductive that it was inaccurate. Like you're wrong. I'm sorry. She fucking killed us. Okay. Like I just, I'm, I, I, I have some distance from this look. It, it didn't like, I appreciate all the technicals. It just, it didn't like pull me in emotionally the way Gigi's other That's looks did. Different. I don't, it, it, that is different. That is different. Opinions are like assholes and yours just got fucked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I, Every I liked, once in uh, a while, she... your opinion is wrong. Though. Like, I'm sorry, she did not just. Well, you have though. you have to have something to look forward to. Um, I like Jackie's look a lot, even though I'm not entirely certain it's responsive to the challenge. Like, if you didn't tell me she made it out of balls, I might not have clocked it. But it's still pretty and interesting to me. Like. I don't know. She it's... definitely went a different direction with it, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you guys think about Rockums? It needed to be edited a little. Like, I get going for, like, the insane everything, but you still have to make some choices. On some level, I feel like it's, uh, like, All-Stars 3 when they were, like, dripping in flowers and Trixie came out dripping in flowers and they were like, this is a lot of flowers. Where I'm like, that's the fucking category she came dripping in flowers because that's what you fucking asked. Um, but 
I do feel like it definitely needed to be edited and went too far, and the hoop skirt part made it... Like, the hoop skirt didn't feel connected enough that it ended up feeling just messy. Yeah, it was... The, the hoop sense. skirt part yeah. was definitely unfinished. But I don't... What did you think of Rockham's look? I, 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 I liked the color story. I liked I liked the balls in the pink hair. I liked that she completely changed her makeup from looks one, two, and three. Um, I... She was fun to look at during this. She was absolutely, like, I mean, yes, I agree. It's not, like, some epic design, but, like, she was fucking fun to look at. So, I didn't hate it. I agree. I also thought her hair and makeup really worked. Yes. With it. Yes. Like, I thought that was very Yeah, nice. agreed. Agreed. Uh, we haven't um, talked about Aiden or Britta yet. Uh, what are our thoughts on that? Oh. <sighs> All right. Aiden's was terrible. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to be right this time, so get ready. Um, I'm excited. The waist, needs, the waist needs to be more cinched if you're going to make that look look anything other. It looks like a panda's erection. It's just like this weird black and white tube on her body. It doesn't give her any shape. And if you're only wearing a corset, corsets are designed to give you shape. So there's nothing there. Her one idea... Okay, I get pulling in other people's ideas. The creative process is inherently collaborative, even when you're working on a solo act. So Jan's reference, you look like a referee, was a gift from God totally. via Jan to Aiden, who then did exactly one thing with it, wearing the whistle. Let's review things you can do to make referee jokes here. Uh, bring out red and yellow cards or red and yellow fans. Like, like you could be the referee stomping the runway and like go up to the queen and like flack your huge plastic thunk fan that's like red on one side, yellow on the other, like you're kicking them out of the game, which you're trying to do. There, like I just did one. We could keep going of ways to make this more referee-like and actually drive the joke home. And Aiden thought, and it's not even like Aiden, unless there was footage we missed, Aiden didn't think and fail. Aiden apparently just didn't do anything other than, oh, I'll add a whistle. Yeah, I'm just going to interject Ugh. very quickly right now because I know we're here already. We were going to eventually get to a point very shortly where it was just, hey, the bottom three are Rockham, Britta, and Aiden. I think we're going to be talking about Rockham, Britta, and Aiden now. I think it started already. I'm just clarifying. So, um, yeah, I agreed with you on Aiden, and I thought it was fucking nuts that she was like, it might be too simple. Oh, it reads as referee. And then she was like, okay, now I'm done. And I think she's so defensive that she can't hear... It's too simple. You're right. There's a thousand things she could have done and she could have... The, your idea was brilliant. That would have been a great way to sell this. There's a lot she could have added in the black and white and the flag variety that it could have been more fun. It it was a bad minimalist look that needed more and she's not tucked or cinched enough to sell it anyways if she's going to sell it. It was bad. It was just bad. Um, if if the I, if the stripes had continued into like a long flowy dress, like black and white, like or even a skirt, it could have been a black skirt. Yeah, like there's so much she could have done with it. It's oh god, and I I do sympathize with her because the queens are acting like complete jackasses to her and being like, you know, your drag is not at my level. So she is probably having a hard time deciphering between good critiques of her drag and, and people just, shame. yeah, shame and bullying her and, and her, yeah. her defense mechanism is just like, this is my drag and like self love and blah, 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 which is all great. But like, absolutely. But, 
Absolutely. But... I agree with you 100%. And, and I would probably do the same thing if I were in her shoes. Just be like, no, bitch. Like, I'm digging my heels in deeper. But it's just wrong. It's just bad. She should have been bombed, yeah. too. Completely. I, I feel like she has something special. I feel like that that second premiere episode, she really gave, like, vaudeville Fosse. There's something about her minimalist makeup that feels like old-timey French clown mime. Um, but, like, minimal, and it's very compelling, and I get what the judges see in her, but I also feel like she is, her drag is clearly not at this level yet, and I feel like they're responding to all the criticism of not being inclusive enough conceptually about what drag is, almost, like, hyper-correcting, and it seems like they're trying to keep her around, and I'm a little, like, this is a stacked season and you're judging Crystal Method relatively fairly. You don't need to keep saving Aiden. Like yeah. her she's not listening. She's not improving already a couple episodes in. Like, if she's the worst next week, please put her in the bottom two. That's a good and theory. I, I actually I like her and I see good potential in her. I do. Like I see what they see in her, but she's not stepping it up, and at this point she's so defensive already. We're not going to get her to start cinching and tucking better. I'm like, move on. That's a good um, theory. I assumed I assumed that uh, Br- Britta knows people um, because she is like the New York yeah. queen. And I assumed that Aiden has a sob story that Rue would like to exploit. But you're right. It could just be that they would like <laughs> to showcase that they are diversifying what drag they showcase. But I feel like the season is doing that so effectively as a whole that if this person keeps show- having the worst runway, like, absolutely belongs in the bottom two, I feel like they need to acknowledge that. Like, I don't want them to... I don't know. What do you What do you think, Ursula? Ugh. It, I think last week it was annoying that she didn't get more red for her look, and it's yep. even more offensive now because she should have been in the bottom two, yep. hands down, no question. Yep. Um, I think Rocco... I think it should have been Britta and Aiden almost beyond argument like like the worst you can say about rockham's is it's unedited but it is actually a thought and she did put construction work into it watching her build yeah. like the manic you know like a, a mannequin out of duct tape was really yeah. kind of cool like that was like yeah. a neat thing to think about um so i just uh like and even, even looking at it in the picture on instagram which we're all doing right now to have reference points especially standing still it's a look like it has yeah. like maybe the V is too, the, 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 the breast, the chest cutout is too wide. The hoop is not structured enough, but it's like, that is a better look than Aiden's and probably Britta's because my, my problem with, moving on to Britta, my problem with Britta's look is that it's not responsive to the challenge in any way. Like, like I, when she was doing when she was doing the huge inflatable like bouncy castle ball as like the bustle skirt that made sense. I'm like, well, you're wearing a ball, like you're wearing like one huge ball as essentially your bottom half. And had she found a way to incorporate that into a finished look, that would have been fucking hilarious. I completely agree with you. The whole pineapple, can I just do this as a skirt thing? I was sitting there and thinking, so. The whole fucking category is like balls to the wall eleganza. You are a Polynesian queen who can totally pull off a pineapple look. This is a giant inflatable ball that basically looks like a pineapple colored soccer ball. You 
you fucking idiot that you were like, I can't just get away with walking down in this, so I'm going to deflate it and make it look less clearly like a pineapple. Doing it as a pineapple... She's the only one who could have done it. It would have two reference points that would make sense to her, and it would have required very little effort on her part to get the bottom working. She would have been safe. I, I feel like she has such a huge reputation, and I am so both annoyed with her as a person and underwhelmed with her as a drag queen. She is not doing it for me. I, oh God. Yeah. Like literally from the second that she opened her mouth, I was like, I like, she was like, she was stumbling on her words, but trying to showcase how like confident she is. And I'm like, already, I don't believe you. I, I just have not enjoyed her at all. Please, please give me your full, <laughs> we're transitioning, please give me your full, what are your thoughts on Brit? like full, like what are you, are you, are you like, that's it, I don't like her. That's literally from the second she opened her mouth, I was like, oh, I don't like her. It, like, and it's just kept going, like her bullying Aiden, when Aiden was the only one who understood the comedy of the, of the um, skit that they were assigned um, last week. Like, Aiden was the one who was like, well, we're not actually one, like, you know, three people, one brain. One of us should, like, suck at talking, you know, in sync with everyone else. Like, she was the only one who understood that joke. And they were like... Yes. Fuck you, you didn't lead us. Like, I am... She's kind of hot. I'm kind of into that. (laughs) Who's kind of hot? I think the Brit is kind of (laughs) cute. Okay. Yeah, she's just never delivered on her mouth. No! Ever. Not once. Not once. Um, so she, I said at the, our first episode, like she's the New York city drag queen who is already a legend. Who's like the most famous one who had never been on this show before she entered with a huge reputation. So I tried to give her like benefit of the doubt, giving you some time and space. You obviously have a opinion of yourself that is in line with your reputation. Okay, cool. She shows up. She will not do choreo, even though she is noted in New York for doing choreographed routines with other drag queens. But she would not just take the beta role and let Widow lead. And it's bizarre because we all have the fucking internet and you're the most famous drag queen this season. We all know you have multiple drag girl groups where you are the lead choreographer. So you insisting that you have no experience in this, which was a flat out lie, insisting on not doing it, and then like just stepping on widow's throat every moment i was like not cute but i'm gonna give you some space then the whole the 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 world's worst challenge i agree with everything you just said buffy i thought it was so fucking weird that it it was a stupid premise and a stupid setup i thought it was a bad challenge from production's point of view and i feel like sherry and britta immediately were like let's attack the weakest link for failing us even though she tried really hard and it was a shitty fucking challenge in the first place which tells me like you don't take any fucking responsibility for yourself and then with this challenge her inability to do anything well especially in constructing her look for this final runway i i'm just like i am i am not i am not a brita fan also i am fucking sick of her gluing flowers and balls and shit to her high heel shoes she is way too like (laughs) wide of a queen it just weighs her down in a way that is deeply unflattering it's not high fashion or avant-garde it's not even arts and crafts it's fucking ugly like no it looked like she was it looked like she was wearing those like uh little uh hairnet thingies they give you for your shoes in hospitals it was yeah yeah yeah, for sure for sure 
Um, so I'm not feeling her. No. <laughs> um, Ugh. And again, it's like the, the editing to get there. It's like, I get it. The ball in its full ball state probably cut her a little too high. So just deflate the bottom two pods at the bottom. So it'll sit a little lower and then deflate one pod at a time to get until it's the right height. And then you do some big, huge hair and huge shoulders to balance the size of the ball. And it could be like the most elegant, beautiful Polynesian inspired thing you've ever seen with a color palette and a like, yeah, you could, you could have given, and then your walk could be this like little shuffle. So it looks like the thing is just floating down the runway. There are a thousand ways to interpret that look. And she reduced it to like, like even for what she was trying to do, she didn't execute that well. No. Like no, if you if the she theme if the theme were if it were a fruit ball and she said, Well, I'm gonna be a pineapple, I wouldn't have necessarily gotten that until she explained it. We all have strong feelings on these bottom three. <laughs> Who do you so I take it you two think Britta and Aiden should have been in the bottom two lip Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yes. Same. Yeah. Same. Like and this what annoyed me was when Aiden was safe again this week, I felt like this was like, ooh, I see the producer for the first time, almost since UK. Like, this is the first time I felt like, oh, you're clearly doing something to achieve the result rather than something in line organically with the episode you just showed me. And that annoyed me because I'm like, oh, I got used to not feeling this. And now I'm feeling it again. And it's not it's not a pleasant thing to feel again. And so. I, also, I also feel like um, my issue was, how do I say this? I feel felt that way last week like this was two weeks in a row where Aiden's runway was really bad compared to everybody else that she absolutely belonged at the bottom two and they weren't putting her yeah. there um yeah so what did you guys think of the lip sync uh again made me hate Britta even more like she was shady as fuck yeah. Same. It, she was shady as fuck like I mean like Rockham is about to do something super cool and super fun and Britta just like stands in front of her and it like it wasn't like it oh thank God, you fucking sucks thank you yes yeah yeah, no, I, she, yeah I clocked it like an, three times it was that's really like bad. an old drag queen move that i feel like you'd see in like the early aughts that i feel like people have since and including on the show have been like that's fucking shitty and weak and rue totally let her get away with it i thought rockham did a better lip sync and britta just made a point to stand in front of her as much as she could and got kept Britta Filter absolutely should have gone home this week. Yeah, I, I was so I agree. fucking annoyed. Oh, I was mentally I, I, prepared. I, I, I knew Rock was going. I uh, I knew that Rock yeah, was going, but I was still so fucking bummed the whole time. Ugh. Same. I and I was I was so angry watching Britta. For me, that would have been the moment if I were where I'd be like, "You're a cheap stunt queen. Yeah, get the fuck out of here." Like for me. Even if producers were like, we're keeping Britta before it even started, I'd be like, no, we're not. Like, for me, that's like, you're a fucking lame, cheat, stunt queen bitch. Like, I do not like Britta Filter. We've seen this move um, before. People have definitely walked in front of other 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 people during the lip sync. Not, but not, not like, like this. this not, I agree. Season. This was like, but we've seen it before. But this, it was distracting it was shady it was bitchy i did not like it it made me like her even less and i did not like her very much at all it was so obvious that was the like if you're gonna do it do it right like we'll step in front of someone and do something entertaining i I mean yeah rockham's lip sync wasn't like the best i'd ever seen once she was free of the skirt she was doing that thing of like i'm gonna throw every gymnastics trick i can at this and that's uh, like i don't know if they would let them bring a prop on stage but i kind of thought 
if she wants to get herself out of the harness she built, that's actually a good theme for S and M. If she like, if she could have brought like a pair of wire cutters on stage and like slowly started removing herself from the harness until the chorus break, I think that actually would have worked thematically. But again, I don't know if they'd let the queens have sharp objects on that stage. Also, there was nothing they were going to do to let Rockham stay over Britta Filter. Fair point. No, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's like when tricks. It's like putting Trixie in the bottom where it's like, we put you in the bottom to send you home. Like, even in a world in which, you know, we, we like, let's pretend people still got immunity and Aiden had it. So it had to be Britta and Rockham. Our, like, my construction of a lip sync is the queen who did worse has to not just do better. They have to do better enough to kind of overcome the deficit of the episode that precedes totally. it. I and Britta certainly did not do better enough than Rockham to justify staying. I don't even think she did better at all. So, um, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So we really got into that. Thank you guys. I needed to <laughs> vent a little because I love this episode and I, I fucking love Rockham. I, I like that she is emotionally vulnerable and honest. I feel like she's somebody who cries because she's paying attention to her life. And I feel like Rue is always spouting all of this 1970s California, like psychological pseudo babble about like emotional vulnerability and I feel like the second they had, like, a crier on the show who was just like, I get nervous and I cry. But I'm also, like, funny and enigmatic and just very honest, hard on my sleeve. They were like, we're getting rid of her. Um, I'm going to miss her. Me too. Terribly. I, I think she... It's so weird, too, because, they, like, I mean, the producers were obviously showing us just how entertaining she is. Like, she was a phenomenal uh, uh, confessions queen. Like, I loved everything that she said yeah, in the totally. confessions. Like... I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Me neither. And I also feel like the season is so stacked, it's going to be hard to predict a lot, which I'm, which I think is great and I'm excited for, but I felt the producer's hand on this season and I'd much rather them take this season of Amazing Queens and actually judge them relatively fairly, personally. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. Um, yeah. We, we like... We flew right past the top three to get into our our rants. Um, yeah, but the well, top let's end th- on a high note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. So our t- the uh, top three were Nikki, G, Gigi, and Jada. They had the same Nikki doll comment about like being a little goofy because she's so fashion, um, being funny and acting playful. I stand by my. I think she'll get there. The French love Jerry Lewis, and she's goofy in the workroom. Um, so what what did you guys think of that critique? I get it. It feels a little pasted on. Like, I think she's giving personality. Like, that outfit wasn't just, I'm a pretty fashion girl. There was thought and structure and color and movement. Like, every bit of that look was thought of as a performance piece, as opposed to just, I'm a fashion girl wearing fashion. Like, I think she has personality and she... Okay. uh, But I agree. I think she'll get there. I... And then Jada and Gigi, I think, were, like, the top two. And based on the critiques, I thought Jada was going to win up until they talked more when the girls were off the stage. And I felt like you could tell on Jada's face that she thought she was going to win. Yeah. I was going to... I loved Jada's ball look. I wanted it to be, like, a millimeter longer and it had the one dangly ball right, right in her crotch. Center, and it just reminded me, it reminded me of like the string of a tampon and it was a real weird thing to look at. So like it was like with those two tiny edits, this would easily be in my top 20, if not top 10. Uh, but it was like, uh, the, I get it. And she did an am- What I really like about Jada's look here is she knew what was going wrong and edited it 
perfectly. Yeah. Like she couldn't do what she initially thought. So rather than keep doing it badly, she she not only changed the look, she changed the story and it worked. Like like I could picture Diane Carroll uh, rest her soul, like in a in a champagne bathtub with strategically placed bubbles in some ad campaign from the seventies, looking exactly like that, and it was perfect. Yeah, it was except perfect. for my two tiny complaints. Yeah, yeah. I think in the balance, Gigi's win is uh, like it's a tough call, and I I would honestly accept either. Uh, but whatever I think about her last look, and setting that aside, her first two looks were were like beyond reproach. Those were absurd in how good they were. Yeah, no, they the three the two of them I think were definitely the top two for sure, and Agreed. I accept either. I feel like Gigi knew that talking about her mom would give the oh, heart yeah. that Rue was always <laughs> looking for. I think she absolutely meant it, but she also knew it would help her get the win, and she did. Totally, and I, I approve. She I, also I, yeah, I, more than one I, thing can be true at once. She also knew that yeah. like uh, referencing a gay I, like iconic film would you know, be playful and fun and help her. So the Heather's callback, I think also was uh, showing personality in a way that Nikki wasn't, you know, doing. Yeah. Yeah. In that moment. No, for sure. For sure. We also didn't talk about how good um, the, the runway puns were of all the judges. The writing was so good. This oh my episode. God. And I'll, I'm willing to believe when Leslie said that that was her, when Leslie said she already done had horses. I fucking died. <laughs> yeah, I'm forgetting specifics, but I, I honestly, like sometimes I think, oh, the writers fed you that. I think she probably has it to be that funny and that topical off the cuff because that's literally her job. Uh, I, you're, I was crying with those comments. They were great. And it, <laughs> that was all her. That was all her. She's yeah. a super fan and a comedian. She showed up ready willing and able to play Drag Race Mad Libs, and she, like, got her life doing that. It was so fun to watch her yeah. and Ross Matthews bounce jokes off one one another. <laughs> like, I want to see those two do something else, because they had so much fun <laughs> together. They were dying. Agreed. I even loved when the lip sync started, like, oh, she's gonna say it! Oh, she said it! Like, th- it, she, was the, she was the drag fan for us all. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> she- absolutely. I stand by my, she was Joel McHale, but she meant it. And I fucking lived for it. Did y'all watch Untucked? I haven't watched Untucked this season because I don't care. But I did hear, I did see online that her, like, especially some comments I think to Britta were, like, apparently very on point. I think to Aiden, too, right? Wasn't, because, like, Aiden was like, oh, I'm or, from or a small Aiden. town someone, and things yeah. are harder for me. And Leslie was like, like, shut that nonsense down right now. You're here. This is your opportunity. Like, you're, you know... You're talented, you're fierce, you've got this, but you can't focus on your deficits right now. It was a really heartfelt moment. Yeah, it was It was good. It was good advice. She pulled from her own experience. It was great. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for the episode. Do either of you have any other thoughts, feelings, speculations for the season? I had, I had one more thought about a look we hadn't discussed. Uh, Sherry Pie's Miss Trunchbull should have been able to give me life because that is write down my sense of humor like a good reference to a raw doll novel come on and she executed it i must acknowledge very well and it only made me more sad and angry at a time when i'm already very sad and angry that it's like i wasn't allowed to like this look that would have given me life who's the designer because i agree i immediately knew it was trunchbull i was very excited and very happy um and then when she wasn't 
you know, for her her runway challenge when she didn't have a designer, what the fuck was that? Like it had nothing to do with balls. Yeah. It Yeah. Like I have no idea what that was. So Yeah, no. Yeah, like she was safe because of her designer. So I, I we should look that up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people have commented like poor him because he did so much with her leading up to this and now it's going to be basically like he Tainted. put a lot of time and effort into the, yeah yeah it's like an opportunity yeah and it's that opportunity is now gone for him wow they really just don't post her looks yeah they're just that's why we didn't wow. talk about it okay i know um what's funny i i i knew that you would feel exactly that way her when i saw that look so something i want to talk about that i find kind of funny is i feel like they basically have decided, well, we filmed this season, but and we centered on this person, and we were going to be, like, more generous with a Broadway queen than we have historically been, whatever. And I feel like you can tell that, A, it's a more stacked season, they're trying to edit more fairly, Sherry was in more of it, and they've edited her out. I suspect that they put in a lot more Britta than they originally had in place of Sherry, and it's going to work against Britta Filter. Um, but I think it is mm. funny that mm. they're managing to so effectively just have her be... Like, when a queen is uninteresting and it's early in the season and you, like, get, like, no talking heads from her and you don't even, like, really notice, I think it's fascinating that they're just like, we're just going to do that. And I'm pretty sure she's going to make it to the top four. Me too. So I'm curious what it's going to feel like in the later episodes when they are basically like we've removed all of her talking heads but she's here how, how what are your thoughts on that buffy we haven't talked about this with you at all uh I, they're doing the best they can you know like, like this what she did was fucking horrifying you know it like it and originally it was just um i feel like the headlines were like she catfished someone and then but when you actually read like the extent of everything that she did it's like oh god it's super fucked up like sex prank yeah it's like truly heinous heinous shit um it's like it's like it's like nested level because like i read that she like pretended to know the person and then that person would refer them back to like himself so it was like nested layers of taking advantage of someone's trust it's like I've read my Dante's Inferno. That's the deepest level of hell. Yeah, it's it's I uh, God. Yeah, it's a huge bummer that we ha- that that we have her on this season yeah. because it's a it's a fabulous season. Um, I I am impressed with how well they are able to just edit around her. Yeah, and, no shit. And in a way, I feel like they always produce stories in a way that is a little overproduced and formulaic. And so you can tell they're scrambling to re-edit them quickly to remove her, which is making it feel, at least for me, like I'm getting more information than just the linear storyline they're trying to tell, that I genuinely think I'm enjoying the episodes more Mm. because they had to do that. I could be wrong, but that's how I'm feeling about it at this point. Because it feels... Like, obviously, they just film this whole season, they look at the footage they have, and they write a story, and they insert footage to do that. Like, that's how you make reality TV. I feel like with this, they can't be so linear with it, so it feels more chaotic and uncertain without feeling crazy and unfocused. And I kind of like it that way. Like, I I don't know. 
It's. I mean, but, the editing right. her out has been very effective. Like, I, I, I don't think that we intentionally didn't talk about her. I think that we were looking at the RuPaul yeah. Drag Race Instagram feed, and she is not on it, so we forgot to talk about her. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with yeah. that. I truly forgot. Yeah. No. Yeah. Same. All right. Well, I am looking forward to discussing next week's episode too. This has been a phenomenal season thus far. Buffy Cummers, thank you so much for being here. You are like our absolute favorite guest. You are so fun. I love your energy. I thank you so much for having me. I always have a fucking blast. All right. Uh, I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Hersula the Sea Bitch. Bye. Bye.